So I have the words here to say, um, but I guess what led me to share uh, today or what to share about um, has been kind of a, a recurring theme um, that I've been thinking about. And if I go back to, you know, probably the biggest words that I heard from God uh, this year, and it came through Isaac, um, uh, you know, we sent the kids out to college and um, we never knew uh, how prepared they are for the world and it's brutal out there. Um, and uh, I guess it was eye-opening too. You know, we tried to establish a good foundation um, and, and thankfully, you know, through this church and, and raising them here, you know, I think, uh, you know, Tam and I had a part in it, but but everybody here had a part in it in, in building that foundation. Um, and you know, we want to shelter our kids, and we, in a way, I guess, you know, we want to shelter them from the bad stuff, but but you know, we just can't. You know, it, as soon as they go out in the world, they're going to get it. Um, and, and I remember Hannah saying, you know, Dad, you didn't tell me it was going to be this way. You know, I mean. And I was just like, oh my gosh, you know, we, did we fail? Did, you know, I don't, you know, how do you prepare them for what they're going to see out there? And, and, you know, she went to Greensburg, you know, it's, um, you know, not very far. And, uh, you know, but there's kids from Philly and DC and, you know, the world's much different then and uh, to them. And they just, they weren't expecting it. Um, you know, Gabby had her, her share too of, of what the city was like. And I think she got her fill of it and uh, is now out of there. Um, but then, you know, Isaac last year, it was, you know, we, we sent two girls out. So, you know, the boy's going to be easier, right? I mean, you know, he's a bull and he's ready to take charge and go out in the world. And, you know, this should be easy. And uh, then the calls came in, and uh, you know, week one, and uh, it was it was frightening. It, it wasn't good, you know. I'm like, wait a second, you know, the girls made it, you know, and and that you know, it's not a a masculine or feminine thing, but it's like what they were prepared for. And um, he's down in McKeesport, and uh, you know. some oversight there and and he's on campus you know with a bunch of guys and um, in a dorm and stuff but oh my gosh you know week one went by week two and uh, it was rough you know I mean I don't you know he really didn't want to be there and for good reasons when you see what's out there in the world and um, you know coming from a church background or coming from a conservative background and you know, you think you've seen stuff, and of course, you know, they have social media and, and things like that, so they're not completely isolated from the world, but um, it's different when you're living in it. And, uh, you know, week two, we were still wondering, you know, and I, I guess the girls had conversations with them behind the scenes saying, you know, look, you better, you know, you don't have a choice, you know, so luckily he had some strong siblings to lean on and, and didn't have to burden his mom and I with everything that he was feeling, but um, 
but you know, we got through it, and um, we decided probably that that might not be the best fit for him, you know, going forward. And he, and he said to me on the on the way home. You know everything that we're dealing with in this world. You know, you can see the three boys, um, and uh, none of them knew their dad. You know, I think two of them were incarcerated. One was just missing, and uh, you know, I, I thought she was going to torpedo her classes to start because she was so busy helping them on their math. You know, they were so far behind. And um, then they would stay up all night and play games, and you know, um, they just, you know, I had to tell her, you know, you got to quit. You know, I mean, I, you have a great heart and everything, but you got to concentrate on you a little bit. And you know, I guess that's why we, you know, what we're doing then is preparing our kids and, and sending them out in the world, and hopefully they can be the light. But um, you know, it's so so rough out there, and it seems like it's gotten you know, accelerated, you know, in the past couple of years when we see, you know, our cities on fire and, you know, everything that we grew up with is, is, in my age, you know, is all wrong. I mean, I never thought we'd hear about pronouns after English class, you know, now it's the craziest stuff, you know, and, um, and people want a piece, you know, pull the Bible apart and take pieces of it. You know, it's either all, you got to take it all, you know, it's either all right or it's all wrong, you know. They, you know, if we don't have every bit of it and all the Ten Commandments, and you know, then then we don't have any of them. And um, you know, we, you know, have so many people working against us and working against uh, family. And you know, so that's what my sermon is today. Is you know, just about um, the gift of family. Um, and uh, so much that we learned here, um, here in this church, and, and from other families, you know. Um, I, now we don't have too many young families here, or, you know. I guess, um, you know, there are days that we do, um, but I, I think the message, you know, is to help them. And you know, I mean, there's a lot of grandkids, you know, represented by the grandparents here today, so. You know, we need to back them up and, and hold them up and, and pray for them continuously because, you know, our numbers are getting, as Christians, are getting smaller. You know, if you see what's happened to United Methodist Church, you know, breaking apart, you know, over, you know, fundamental Bible, you know, believing principles and um you know, you, you just can't believe it. You, you just can't believe that they want to, you know, um, change, which is, you know, things that are 2,000 or more years old that, you know, we've all believed in, and and they want to, I don't know, change it. And, and you know, it's definitely an attack of the enemy. Um, you know, if he can get and pull the, the family apart, he can pull the rest of it apart, too. Um, you know, the attack against the family... Uh, today is real. Right, am I going backwards? 
Yeah, but what's up and what's down? <laughs> I think I've gotten that wrong before. Right. No, so I'm going backwards. So this is up. There we go. Okay. All right. That's all. Um, okay, the attack of the family is real. You know, to deny this is to let the enemy do his work, and to ignore it is to put our home under a direct threat of the enemy. And, you know, we need to bring our whole household to Christ. And as Christians, we believe that God has ordained three basic institutions, you know, the church, the family, the government, you know, and this is all for the benefit of humankind. The family exists to propagate the race and to provide a safe and secure haven to which to nurture, teach, love the younger generation. And the church exists to individuals and families by sharing the love of God and the message of repentance and salvation through the blood of Jesus Christ. And the government exists to maintain cultural equilibriums and to provide a framework for social order. And family is the institution ordained by God to provide safe, nurturing enclosure where husbands and wives can love one another freely where children can be conceived, born, adopted, raised, loved, encouraged, instructed, and ultimately released to form their own families. It's the place that is designed to meet our basic human needs. It's a place to learn values and theology. It's a safe, secure place um, to learn from our failures. It's a place to live out our sorrows. It's a place to discover the meaning of life. It's a place to talk, think, and try out new ideas. In families, we should be loved and disciplined and given a good example to follow. Fathers should lead and mothers should nurture. And it's a place where we develop character in an atmosphere of unconditional and accountable love. Uh, the eternal plan for a family, as I understand it, begins with a lifelong commitment between a man and woman, ungirded by absolute loyalty and fidelity to one another. The husband devotes himself to the best interests of his wife, providing for her needs and protecting her to the point of death if necessary. The wife honors her husband, devotes herself to him, and respects his leadership in the family. If they are blessed with children, those children are recognized to have inestimable worth and dignity, and not for what they produce or accomplish, but for who they are in God's own handiwork. You know, they are taught at a very young very young to yield to the authority of their parents, boundaries of behaviors, and established in advance, and then enforced with reasonable firmness. They learn honesty, integrity, humility, self-control, personal responsibility, sexual purity, concerns for others with work ethic, and the fundamentals of their faith. And they should never be subjected to humiliation, rejection, sexual exploitation, or abuse of any kind. Instead, they enjoy unconditional love and are raised in a fear and admiration for the Lord. You know, society depends on the family. It's, if the family falls apart, our society will unravel and it just, and we can't just keep looking away. And I'd like New Hope to help families stay together and thrive. The home is the greatest foundation you'll ever have to build on. Uh, the concept of family goes back to the origins when God created Adam and Eve and told them Wait, 
Yeah, okay. Be fruitful and increase in numbers, fill the earth and subdue it. As a result, the first family came to be being and through it was with a rough start. Families have been the basic building block of humankind ever since. Families are important. They give us our name um, and our identity. Uh, you know, this year as we, you know, changed, you know, had Hannah change her name, that's weird, but we joined the Gasic family, and you know, through marriage. And, um, you know, I, I remember, you know, as Tammy and I were raising kids, you know, how we thought that was, you know, they're only going to be Olingers for so long. And... Um, then they'll join another family. And, you know, one of the biggest things we learned from this church, though, is, and we, we started when they were very little, is to pray for their spouses. You know, so even though we didn't know Cole at the time, um, you know, we've been praying for him for years. You know, I always wondered, did we, do we know who we're praying for yet? Or, you know, is it some, you know, and we didn't. We really didn't know Cole till just a couple of years ago. Um, but now, you know, I got a new son and, uh, you know, it, it's it's a wonderful thing, but you know the, these names they um, you know they they illustrate a family tree with deep roots, and uh, you know we get to look at the wide branches spreading spreading over generations, and they give us you know an identity and self confidence and self esteem, and um, a quote from Confucius, which you know not my guy, but um, you know he considered families to be the basic unit of social order, strong families form the basis for strong communities, strong communities the basis for strong states, and strong states the basis for a strong nation. You know, it's no secret that some families um, have it better than others, and that's a mystery. Why is it that, you know, out of one family comes a legacy of civic leaders while another uh, generation after generation are dependent on the charity of others you know, is it a matter of good genes or smart choices or luck of the draw or, you know, is it obedience to God? Um, we know that uh, in Numbers, okay. All right. Um, in Numbers, you know, uh, from the sins of our father. The Lord is slow to anger, abounding in love and forgiving sin and rebellion, yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children for the sins of their parents to the third and fourth generation. The good news is if we inherit the shortcomings of our parents, we also inherit the strengths and virtues as well. Um, and, you know, I think we all say that we take a, a bullet for our wives and children, but, you know, sometimes, you know, that, that probably isn't going to happen, but is, is some of the damage that's being done to our wives and children coming from our own, you know, I mean, yeah, we'll take a bullet for them, but, you know, are we willing to say the right stuff that we're not damaging them, you know, that with things that are, are just as bad? Um, the impact that families have on us is huge, psychological, psychological, uh, Psychologists tell us that our personalities are formed by the time we are five years old. So whatever your early childhood experience is, is the basis of who you are and what makes you tick. 
And that's not the experience of a lot of people today. In today's world, you'll find every possible combination of blended, extended, and adopted family. Some are healthy, some are not. Anymore, a healthy family is the exception to the rule and not the norm. Yet the truth remains that we need a place of belonging, a place to be nurtured and loved and given strength and encouragement to grow and become the person that God has created us to be. You know, from the beginning of the time, that place was and is the family. The problems with families, even the healthiest of families, is that family loyalty can easily trump God's authority. And um, We get from the fifth commandment that, you know, honor your father and mother so that you may live in the land of your Lord, your God has given you. But not to be superseded by... The first commandment, thou shalt have no other gods before me. So, uh, you know, even though we think of our parents as um, sometimes gods when we're little, you know, um, that they can do everything and they are all-knowing and, you know, there's nothing that they can't do. You know, um, it's critical that growing up that they accept the fact that they're not gods and they never have been or never will be. And they don't have all the answers and that they're not superheroes and that they're not always going to be there to bail you out. Um, so give your parents the respect that's due them, but pay the ultimate allegiance to God. The same holds true regarding children. And Jesus said, um, in Matthew, anyone who loves me, anyone who loves Their father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And um, that's an early lesson, you know. uh, And and you see that a lot today, that they, parents that worship their kids more than they worship their God, and, you know, their kids can't do anything wrong. Um, You know, you have the term helicopter parents that just, you know, hover over their kids. And um, although it's well-intended, it's just misplaced. And because we're all out of order with family and God, then, you know, we end up with that, uh, you know, that, you know, when they flunk a test that it's the teacher's fault. It's not, you know, their fault. And, you know, when something, a call goes, doesn't go their way in sports, that it's the, you know, the ref's fault, not the kid's fault. And um, that's left on display, you know, Everywhere you go. You know, left unchecked, the pattern of uh, my child can do no wrong carries on to in the, into adolescence, and now it's the employer that's being unfair, the government that's being unfair, or someone of authority that's being unfair. Love and devotion within the family, whether children, parents, brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, and cousins, must always be tempered with the greater love and, and devotion to God. If not the family, it'll become isolated, ingrown, and exclusive, and I'll do this for him, but not for you, because he's not family. And, um, you know, then then we become clanny and tribal, and um, it leads to a lot of fighting and endless animosity, and, you know, the the famous Hatfields and McCoys from Appalachia, but now we're, you know, we're kind of there, too, today, that we have, you know, red counties and blue counties or we, you know, I mean, 
we're at a point where we're very divided and, and we don't share anything in common. Um, and, you know, I do see a lot of family on one side and I see less family on another side. Um, but I know with my experience, you know, I, I left Pennsylvania and flew down to Florida and met up with a whole bunch of other people in boot camp and um, maybe we just weren't politically charged then or, uh, you know, I think it was a different world. But, you know, we all just got along. We weren't that different whether we were from New York or California or, you know, I mean, we had funny accents and things like that. But but um, there wasn't the divide that there is, there seems to be now. And, um, you know, that's troubling. You know, tribalism was never part of God's great design for the family. Um, God's, intent, God's intent was for us to be united, not only with family of origin, but also with families in a common spirit and purpose, you know, as our church family, working together for a common good, you know, for the glory of God. And, and I think that's where it falls apart because some of us are working for God and, and a whole bunch of others are not. And, and we don't then come together for, you know, the common good. Unity of this scope is possible only in a self-identified family, identified racial, regional, and tribal identity, and common identity in children of God. And that's possible only through the common faith in Jesus Christ. And Paul said in Galatians, for all of you who are baptized in Christ have clothed yourselves in Christ. There is no Jew or Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there a male or female. For you are all one in Christ, and if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs to the, according to the promise. With God our Father and Christ our brother, we're able to live in unity as a family of God and relate to each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. How does that come exactly, come about exactly? How do you get to be a member of God's family? And the Bible speaks of this in, in three ways. You know, first there's the inheritance. Um, there are children who come into the family by faith, by virtue of being born into a Christian family where the parent shares God's love for the, them in the earliest stages of infancy. And um, they read them Bible stories and they teach them to pray. They help them to learn how to worship and they teach them right from wrong and how to use good judgment and make wise choices. As these child, children grow up, they assume their place in the church and they embrace the faith of their fathers and mothers and make them make it their own. Um, And, you know, in Second Timothy, I am reminded of your sincere faith in which, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now, lives in you also. While some children then inherit their place in the family, others uh, find their place by association. They learn the ropes from living in a community of those around them. Um, take, for example, the Exodus story. When the people of Israel fled Egypt, they took the children with them. As a result, they crossed the parted waters of the Red Sea and wandered into the wilderness with the people of God, even though they had no idea where they were going. And um, 
In the New Testament, Peter went into the home of the Roman centurion Cornelius, and uh, Cornelius accepted Jesus and had the Holy Spirit come on him, and his whole house was saved, including his wife and children and, and the servants. Um, but he wasn't, you know, there was another example, or another example would be Paul and Silas, um, who went out to, to preach and... Um, you know, they created such a stir that, you know, they were beaten and thrown into prison and shackled. And, you know, later that night, uh, with an earthquake, the, the shackles fell off them. Um, and uh, the jailer that was in charge of them was so worried, you know, that they would have all escaped. And certainly that would have been death for him. And he was shocked when he seen Paul and Silas were there and asked them how he could be saved. Um, and you know they uh, whether jailer you know called for lights, rushed in, and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. And then he brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you'll be saved. Um, you and your household. And then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all in his house. And that hour of the night, the jailer took them, washed their wounds, and then immediately he and his household were baptized. And the jailer brought them into the house and set a meal before them and he was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole household. Um, now some, you know, come into God's grace by inheritance and by association and the others are just adopting into the faith. Um, you know, and, you know, for those who were led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption and sonship, and by Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. You know, and I love that image that, you know, all the people of the earth somehow. God has chosen us to know him and share the good news of his grace and love with others. And God elects us, not for privilege, but for service. It's our job to bear witness to the living Christ and to tell everyone that will listen what he's done for us and what he'll do for you. Um, that's what God would have you know, that by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he called your name and opened your mind and heart to knowing that what you know that you belong to him you know and whether it's by whether you come to faith by inheriting the faith of your fathers or picking up from it around you or hearing the word of god um calling your name it doesn't mean a thing until you say yes that you embrace jesus christ the lord and um, accept them into your life. And only then will you truly know the, the place of family.
Um, so I hope, you know, uh, what you get out of this is, you know, second to Christ himself, the f- gift of family is the greatest gift to us. For it's within the family of faith that we experience the fullness of his salvation, not alone, but in the company of all those who know Jesus Christ as their Savior. You know, this is God's, uh, this is the nature of God's great family of faith, a family that knows no boundaries except an all-encompassing love of God made known by Jesus Christ. And, you know, there, there's a, uh, old gospel song, probably best done by Johnny Cash, maybe, um, you know, that asks, will the, will the circle be unbroken? You know, will the family in which we grew up with ever come back together again? Um, and we'll be able to see our family, friends, and loved ones in heaven enjoy a glad and happy reunion with all those that have gone before us. And, you know, I guess that answer might be yes, uh, you know, and, uh, I guess so. And um, not only will the family circle be unbroken, it'll be inclusive and it'll be forever. So give, you know, thanks for the gift of family from God. And then, you know, we start with those that that brought us into the world and gave us our first experience of faith and hope. And um, then we broaden that circle to our extended family, you know, our our clans and our tribes and... um, You know, and then, you know, the whole family of God, you know, we are uh, countless brothers and sisters in Christ and are are thankful for them. Um, And, you know, I I think, you know, just the family is is just so under attack that we just need to um, spend time praying, you know, for families in general, praying for our families. and, you know, praying that we get back to, um, you know, the nuclear family, the family that's described in the Bible, the frame, you know. Um, it only works that way, you know. This, anything that's perverted from that is, is not, you know, it's not part of the Bible. It's not part of God's plan. And that's why we see all the, the turmoil and the, the craziness and... Um, you know, I, I think, you know, we just need to spend that time um, praying for family. So, in closing, um, Lord God, I just thank you for this message, Lord, and I um, thank you for uh, clearing any obstructions, whether it be lost glasses or lost, you know, bad clickers, Lord, that, um, you know, you got us through this, Lord. And I just pray for all the families, Lord, all the families. Um, of this church, Lord, and all the families in, in Jesus Christ that are out there, Lord. And we just pray for the restoration of those families, Lord, that um, they can come to know you better, Lord. And, and through association, for, through people watching them, um, let them see that light. Let them see, that, hey, wait, that family has something. You know, what is it that they have? Let us, you know, go out and be the salt and light. Lord, of of families everywhere, um, that we can help spread this faith and help spread your word, Lord. Um, And and we see these other uh, wannabe families that, you know, uh, just aren't designed um, with you in it, Lord. And, And we see them fall apart and see them have problems. And Lord, help them realize that, you know, there's only one true family, 
Lord, that, you know, that we need to be in fellowship with you, Lord. And uh, that's the only way family survives, Lord. And we just thank you, Lord, and, and we bless this day for our, our dinner here, Lord, and we thank you for your hand in it, Lord. In Jesus Christ we pray, amen. And um, as Rob was sharing at the end here, sort of feeling led, um, you know, it, sort of a safe place here. You know, we, we, we do everything we can to ensure that it's a safe place. So uh, what I want to encourage you is if you're here this morning, and even if you have a, a, what looks from the outside a healthy family, you know, a mom, dad, brothers, sisters, whatever, or whether your family is completely torn apart and broken, if you are in need of healing right now, if you are feeling broken in, in relation to your family, uh, if you could raise your hand. And for those who uh, are not in that place, if you gather around them, and I'm going to ask Becky to come forward and start praying for healing and restoration of families. You know, no matter how broken your natural family may be, um, you know, when you're adopted in the family of God, there's, there's always healing for you. Uh, the one that will never leave you, the one that will never forsake you. Um, so if I could encourage you to be so vulnerable, if you could use prayer right now for healing from brokenness in your family, please feel free to raise your hand. We just, we just want to gather around you and love on you and pray for you. Although that, you know, maybe it's not a severe break or maybe there's not something that you can say that needs healed, we all need more of God in our family. We all need to focus on Him more. Let Him be the center of things. We often let other things get in that place. And so whether that's, you know, there's a specific need right now, or whether it's just, I need more of you, Lord, really. Um, so that's why I want to pray. And honestly, I don't need you to raise your hands. I know that's a great idea. I love it. But if you can just reach out your hands to the people nearby you. Most of you are with your families, which is awesome. It's exciting. So if you can just reach out and, and just, we're going to pray over everybody in the room. Okay? So it's not just a specific thing. Because I know that there's need everywhere. God it, it wants to meet them all. <laughs> and I know he does. So I'm going to pray. And, and then just kind of pray for each other, you know? Um, so, Lord, we do thank you so much for your truth and your word. And you are our source and you are a foundation in our families. We thank you for Robin, the word that you laid on his heart to share today. God, it is so true, Lord, that we need you. So, God, I pray right now for each one in this room right now. This is your body. This is your family. <laughs> And Lord, so I pray for their specific need. God, you know every heart represented here. You know every situation, God. You know the depths of each one of us. And God, I know that you want to reach us where we are. So I pray, Holy Spirit, to wave through this place right now. Lord, that you would fill each one to overflowing. God, that every single need, every single desire, every single thing that they're holding out to you, Lord, that it would be met today. Lord, that they would know you're real, they would know you're true. God, that you haven't forgotten them where they are. 
They know, you know every single detail. Lord, whether they've asked for it or not, you know. You know. And so right now I'm asking on the behalf of those that maybe didn't ask. Or maybe they don't see it the way you do. But Lord, you have a plan and a purpose for each one of us. And so God, I pray for intervention with you today, Lord. That you would meet each heart where they are. Lord, that you would speak the words they need to hear, whether it be through one of us, whether it just be inside, they know, God. Holy Spirit, that you're there. Lord, we know that you have our best in mind always. So God, help us to yield to you. Help us to recognize that truth, that you are what we need. You will fill those voids, God, that maybe were caused by who knows what, but you're the answer. You want to be our all in all. You are more than enough. You have paid the price. And so, God, I lay each situation to you today. Holy Spirit, have your way here. Lord, we thank you for your blessings. We thank you for your provision. We thank you for your healing. We thank you that you love us so much. Lord, that you want want to meet us where we are so god i pray for a yielding today lord i pray for a softening lord i pray for (laughs) a revelation of who you are to us where we are this is not only a corporate thing this is an individual lord you know each one of us you know every hair on our head you've known us before we were born god you had every every good thing for us so i pray right now for receiving of those good things lord i know it takes us cooperating with you lord it takes us uh recognizing who you are so god i pray for a revelation of that in each heart in each life in each family god that you are the source you are the center of all that we we need lord you provide who called this world into existence. You spoke it into existence. You spoke us into existence. And so, God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are so good. You are so good. Thank you.